Welcome back to the 25-yard line. This is our last episode of the season, officially part three of the season finale. I'm your host, Steve Johnson. I've got Grant Freeman here with me as well. Grant, are you ready for part three? Dude, I'm excited. Um, We get to talk to our good buddy, Phil, who... Uh, him and I get to lament a little about how injury riddled our uh, our teams were this season, um, and just kind of how that uh, affected our uh, overall standings. Uh, but what I'm also excited to talk about Phil with is um, some of these what if players. I'm talking about guys who, if the off field issues hadn't gotten into the way, what they could have done for their careers um, and what they could have done for. Uh, like fantasy owners like you and me and Phil um, and seeing what the potential that they could have had in being, I mean, almost perennial all-stars. Yeah, it's a great conversation. So without any further ado, we're going to chat with our friend Phil. Well, coming up next on the show, we have our good buddy Phil coming in. Now, Phil holds a special place in our armchair quarterbacks league, and that is the last place spot. So, uh, Phil, welcome on into the show. Thanks, Steven. Thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, you got uh, you got last place this year. Uh, I want to talk about that in a second. But before we do that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long you've been playing fantasy football, and uh, what are uh, how many leagues you in? A few things like that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So well, I feel like this league is this league is my main league, my dynasty league. Been here for uh, kind of lost track of. How long it's been at this point? Add it up. It's been six years. Phil was Phil was a founding member, just like Chris yep. uh, Chris was that we've had on the show. Um, but Phil was an original. That was six years ago. Isn't that crazy? crazy? Wow. Yeah. No. It's so it's been it's been it's been good. I think by I typically do about two leagues. I have this one, and I'll do another league. I think I got up to four leagues at one point. Um, that was a little Sign bit much for my. Yeah, for my wife was not super stoked, but I tried to manage all that. So I think two two is a good level. You mean your wife didn't enjoy you working on like four fantasy football lineups, like all the waking hours of the day? Uh, not not her favorite. Is it, it's actually funny the the checking the phone isn't as annoying as the uh, the draft parties because I'll be like, oh. hey. I have, it's that week. It's I need that to go week. Spend three hours at a buddy's house four times. <laughs> four times in about the seven day span. So that, uh, yeah, that's not, uh, I think I did that once. I was like, okay, I think I can probably not get away with that again. So <laughs> I've never, that's like, I've never thought of it. Obviously, I like participate in all these drafts. Uh, but you're totally right. Like that's a huge chunk of time because the yeah. draft parties are never like just drafting. Like for yeah. our league, we get together and we have pizza and we make fun of Grant and and uh, we announce the winner and provide the winning prize and the loser prevents their punishment prize to the rest of the league. So no while way. the draft itself takes you know less than an hour, it's it's definitely a two three hour experience it's it's really yeah. more about out than picking players plus it's like for some of us it's like the the only time that i see some of these guys is at this draft so it's like you got to catch up see how everybody's doing plus nobody's ever we're, we're never on time 
whether it be people who are there or people who are calling in. So that always is fun too, because you usually spend like an extra 20, 30 minutes waiting for everybody to get there and like be ready to go. There's always one person that can't figure out how to get into like the Zoom or the Google Hangout link. <laughs> you, like, you send it to everybody. And so like when our league, we're all over the country. So like at least four or five people are calling in every draft and like everyone except for one person can figure it out. And then one person's like, I don't know, man, the link you sent isn't working. But didn't we have like multiple modes of communication going one time with like a Zoom or like a a Google Meet or something, and then a phone yeah. call, and I think we're getting—I think you're getting pics texted into. Yeah. At, at one point, we had—I uh, think it was—we had our people that were face to face. This was last year's draft. Yeah. People that were face to face, and there was one guy. Something with his Google account, like, would not allow him <laughs> to log in. To I think that was the, David, wasn't it? It was, and like, I That's still right. have not figured out why. But so we we were FaceTiming him from my phone while we were doing a Google Meet with someone else's laptop. Uh, yeah. oh, so you're in our Dynasty League, Phil. And we know you got last place in that league. Uh, what about what about your other league? How did that go for you this season? Um, it went OK. I didn't finish last. So that's um, hey, there you go. I suppose that's better than nothing. I think I, I finished bottom third yeah i think we, that's a, it was a so that's just a kind of uh that's a league i with some buddies i played flag football with a while back um nice. we had a it's a we we like high scoring games so we have a two quarterback three flex oh three running back three wide receiver and uh no kickers no defense Holy league cow. so that, that one's a lot of fun Dude, so we're going to have to have you back on the show this summer when we do our episode on setting up different league types. Of all the different types of fantasy football leagues I've played in, um, I've never actually played in a two-quarterback league. Yeah. Dude, it is a lot of fun, and it really makes the quarterback position a lot less, like, set it and forget it. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, was, I in this league, I've drafted Aaron Rodgers, I think. Oh. Go. This is like three consecutive years, which has always served me very well. Everybody else is going for running backs. I'm like, hey, we're in a two quarterback league. Quarterbacks are yeah. at a premium. Um, but this this year, I decided to go a different direction and not draft Aaron Rodgers <laughs> because oh, I, no. my fancy football instincts are uh, terrible, apparently. So well, yeah, I years he's not been a good fantasy quarterback. Like, yeah. He obviously Hall of Fame player, absolutely incredible. But the last two or three seasons, he has not been fantasy relevant. I don't think he's been in the top ten the last couple seasons, has he? Uh, I'll have to look this up while while Phil continues to talk. But I don't think he has been. So who was the? Who, I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes was probably the first quarterback off the off the board. How early did he go? Was he like was he like the third pick in the league? I think it actually took a a little bit longer than that, but yeah, the, you get a quarterback off the board in like the first, probably within the first five or six picks. I think for yeah, the running backs, somebody some poor soul picked Saquon Barkley. I think first overall. Oh, um, that's and, brutal. Uh, I had. Yeah, but, <laughs> that was that was painful. Yeah. 
By the time you get to the turn, then the quarterbacks are starting to get taken. Oh, Just sure. Kind of, yeah, kind yeah, of I, yeah, definitely two quarterback leagues are, 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 are a lot of fun to play in, but it also really changes the draft strategy because everybody's going to take at least two quarterbacks. Like, quarterbacks become very, like, where you would normally take a quarterback. Like, Steve, you and I talk about how we typically don't try to take a quarterback outside of the, like, Fifth round is is the starting point. If the like best one or two guys are still available after yeah. that, I go like seventh or eighth. But yeah, like going in a two quarterback league, you see quarterbacks off the board almost immediately. Wow, that's crazy. I imagine the runs on quarterbacks are crazy too. Like even in in some of the leagues I'll play in, you'll see once like the second quarterback goes off the board, even if it's like the fourth round, sometimes you just see oh these crazy God. runs where people go nuts. And I love it when that happens because guys like Stefan Diggs are just sitting there. And one that's that's how I got him. I think I got him in like, I don't know, one of the later half of the first 10 rounds um, because there was just a crazy quarterback run going. Guys like... I don't know, guys that were probably like the, the top eight quarterbacks were probably off the board in the first six rounds in one league I was in. Absolute insanity. But that's neither here nor there. Phil, I want to talk to you about your last place team. Before oh, boy. We... So what uh, what went wrong for you this year? Obviously, you and I have been playing fantasy football. This is a, this is a fun one. Um, so Phil was actually like the guy – that I first started playing fantasy football with. It was something that I like wanted to play, but hadn't really right. played before. And I was like, ah, and Phil and I were hanging out one night and I was like, I'm thinking about playing fantasy football. And Phil was, was like, well, like I've got this open spot in my family league if you want in. So we've been playing for That's a long right. time. And okay. I, would, I would like to vouch for Phil's ability to play fantasy football. <laughs> he, he is good at playing fantasy football. So before... I can also attest that I've seen him play good fantasy football. Yeah, this is not a product of Phil being bad at fantasy football, and I want to say that at the outset. But with that, with that in mind, what happened this season, Phil? Well, I didn't want to blame it all on 9-11, but it certainly didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's an Arrested Development quote, if anybody's offended. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> um, injuries. Injuries, uh, well, there was some poor management on my part, to be sure. I did, I think I think that started the league off, uh, or the season off on the wrong foot by missing the draft. Uh, yeah. Speaking of drafts and draft parties and people calling in, I uh, didn't make it to this year's draft um, for reasons I actually don't remember. Uh, so clearly it was very important. I think I, you like had been day. planning on going, but then like the day before your wife told you that actually you guys had something that you had to do. <laughs> and you yeah. ended up I being mean, able to make it. It was something family related. Yeah. What exactly was I'm not I'm not remembering at the moment. I'd have to ask my wife. Yeah. But uh yeah. that's why they keep track of our calendars and we don't. <laughs> Because exactly, like, no, I'm I'm 100 free that night, and she's like, oh, well, no. So literally not. last night we uh, talked about this. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yes. Uh huh. Uh yeah. So I I ended up I think with 
if I was reading the draft results correctly, uh, Jared Cook is my first overall pick. No, you had Jerry Judy first. You had Jerry Judy. So Jared you were Judy. picking oh. you were picking at three. Okay. I think yeah. we got Cook for you late because you went Jerry Judy. So this is I this is a, okay, a, a long tangent that we can handle later in the season. But when you have someone miss a draft, we basically in our league we try to draft by committee, or that person can designate someone who can you know draft for them. So a lot of times, like when we've had someone miss, they'll be like, Steven, you just draft for me. And so like if I didn't feel right drafting for Phil because I was the pick right after him, and that's just too much power. So yeah. so we, we drafted by committee and everyone I mean, there was really, you know, a couple more vocal people in the league that offered up their opinions for picks and everyone said like yeah, that's Sabotage. A great pick there. Or no, that's a terrible pick there. Yeah. You you may not take a kicker in a league that doesn't play kickers with the first yeah, pick. Right. So <laughs> so I'm, I, I pulled it up really quick here. So you went you, you the way that the way that we auto drafted for you was you went Jerry Judy with your first pick, Rigor with your second pick, and then Coleman with your third. And mm. then you went Cook, Chenault Jr., Slayton, and Lazard. Wow, literally every single one of those people got injured. Yeah. You're <laughs> With welcome. the exception of, I think, Slayton. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we got you Alan Lazard late, which almost looked really, really smart. Yeah. If he hadn't had that core injury surgery in uh, week, after week three, after his breakout game in week three. So walk yeah, us through yeah. some of the players on your roster. Obviously, we don't have to go like player by player, but who are the who are the biggest disappointments that just let you down on your roster this year? Well, it's funny. One of the biggest disappointments is actually not an injury, um, and that is Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. So I've had Le'Veon Bell as my RB one for almost as long as this league has been around. Yeah, I've exactly him. as long. This is a fun yeah. trivia fact okay. about our league. Le'Veon Bell was the first pick of this league. You had the one pick. I don't know if you remember this or not. But you had the oh, no, you, had, you had the number one pick in our inaugural season, and went Le'Veon Bell with it, and that worked out really good for you until about two years ago. Yeah, he decided that he wanted. Um, well, I'm not really sure what he wanted because I don't think he got it. But he I wanted don't think something. He was sure, what he wanted. <laughs> well, I don't think he was I want sure more money, so I'm going to but... take less to go play in New York. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe he just wanted to not live in Pittsburgh anymore, which, I mean, yeah. I've never been to Pittsburgh, so I can't say anything about that, but maybe that's a good decision. I don't know. But also, uh, too, it was like he went to the Jets, and and I, I made this point when the Jets originally cut him, is like Adam Gase never wanted to use him in, in the passing game, like, for whatever reason. And like, which blew my mind. He, like, never – yeah, he's, like, a wide receiver one and an RB one, or at least yeah. – has it has the skill set to do that, and they never yeah. used him in that way. Um, so yeah, he was my RB one. Um, so yeah, getting your RB one cut uh, in the middle of the season is not a great start. Uh, yeah, but I mean, by the time else. he got cut, he was more of like an RB four. Yeah, because I don't even. Think That's true. Really, I think the 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 Jets. He played week one, and then I think the Jets were like a like we're gonna sit him. We're he's gonna be a healthy scratch for the next three weeks while we try to get trade partners. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Um. Let's see. Mark Ingram was another. Yep. Well, last last year he did he did okay. He's been on. Yeah. A, I guess he's been declining, but he was pretty good last year. So I was yeah. hopeful that he would continue as yeah. the 
2019 Ravens uh, offensive attack and just your your RB one and your RB two last season because you uh-huh. I, I would have to pull up our our league standings from last year. I just need a second to do it, but you fin you made playoffs last season, didn't you? I think I squeezed squeaked in, yeah. But yeah, I think I did. Either I made it in or just barely made the didn't make it in. Yeah, it was definitely that. I I've got it right here. You, oh no, you did not make it. You missed okay. it by a game. That's right. Okay. One. Yeah, game I remember out. there being a pl- their playing game. I yeah, I wasn't remembering if I won it or not. Yep. But yeah. Um, I think other than that, just everybody got injured. I mean, I had. Let's see. I mean, Tariq Cohen tore his ACL yeah. in three. <laughs> Yeah, Tariq Cohen went down. Alan, yeah, Alan Cohen barely played this season. Jalen Rager. Yeah. I forget what injury he had, but oh, his thumb. He like tore his ligament in his thumb. Oh, that's right. Sammy yeah. Watkins. I don't know why I ever. Oh yeah, I did finally, finally dropped a shot penny because uh, he was. Yeah. That yeah. didn't work out for you. James White no, he was like, has had like PB, PPR value in the past who's also on your team. James White, he's always been a consistent 10 points. It's like you need yep. you need five points to get you 10. You need 20 points to get you 10. It's like just Not right there. Year. Not this year. <laughs> that's, that's, actually, that's actually the most accurate description of James White's fantasy value that I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, NFL playoffs come around when you're not playing fantasy football anymore, and then it's like I'm gonna end balls yards and three touchdowns. All receiving, all receiving, never rushing. Oh, never, never, never. Yeah, which I suppose that, that should have been the the writing on the wall for me once. What's said once quarterback wasn't throwing to him? Then uh, yeah, when you have a quarterback whose throwing arm is like a noodle, then you know. Uh-huh. You're not going to so have any uh, PPR like value. Your team this year, every every team, especially playing in a dynasty league, like you just have to get used to players that were good last season being less good this year. It's just part of it's it's part of the way. Like I have, I I finally dropped Alshon Jeffrey this year, and every year I've watched him be a little bit worse. I traded for him like four years ago when he was still a you know a wide receiver two, and I've watched him go from like a high end wide receiver two to a low end wide receiver two to a like middle of the road wide receiver three to not playing and like absolutely droppable and i just have never seen it happen to one team with so many players before like looking at your roster like ty hilton is one of your wide receivers too who like hasn't been a fantasy superstar in a few years but has always been like decent and this season we've talked about ty hilton a, a good amount on the show this season outside of his two weeks that were there were really three weeks that were really startable weeks. Just terrible. <laughs> yeah, he must have gotten in a fight with Rivers because did not throw his way ever. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I feel like yeah. So I, there's a lot of these players just all yeah all at the same time just kind of reach that same that same level of skill drop off. I feel like, and I don't know if I. Uh, just wasn't paying as much attention with COVID uh, shenanigans and all that, or what? Or I feel like it's kind of snuck up on me. I was like, oh my goodness, all these people. I was I was assured that they were like much better than this. Yeah. 
Well, looking uh, at your team going forward, you do have some players that you can build around. You have Jerry Judy, you have LaVisca Chenault, you have Patrick Mahomes. Let's yeah. not overlook the Thank fact God. that Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. I have one good I have one currently good player, so that is something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too with this season, I I don't think necessarily that you miss something. Um, I I said this very early on to to Steve, where I think that because we didn't have a preseason, a lot of these injuries that you saw early on in the season would have been injuries that we probably would have seen preseason, and you would have been able to like compensate for by going out. That's getting, good point. Uh, yeah, getting guys off of the waivers, but we just had no idea. And then like Saquon gets hurt in week two, Tariq Cohen gets hurt in week three. I mean, for me, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, Lazar gets hurt. Like, all these guys get these injuries that um, you typically do tend to see a lot in the, um, like, in the preseason games that you saw happen very early on this season, and there was just no recovery from it. There really, yeah, I really felt like there wasn't. I was hoping not to get last place. But I actually didn't really even come close to that either. Um, I would like to say you were fighting <laughs> to the end. You actually, I, <laughs> I sent you a text um, a couple weeks before the end, basically saying like you you need to win one of these last few games, otherwise you will tie for the worst record in the history of this league. And you you lost out from that point on. So I don't know <laughs> if I jinxed you, and I I apologize for that if I did. <laughs> from that oh my team was already very jinxed at that point so yeah it was I mean, you you and i were fighting for most teams on ir that we couldn't most players on ir that couldn't go onto our ir spot because we had two guys on ir already like for pretty much the entire season yeah there was a point at which i was trying to figure out if espn uh allowed you to like sort your players on your bench because i kind of wanted to like <laughs> move them into my starting lineup and then move them below another player on the bench just so that all the IR people would be in one like clump. I don't, it didn't really work though. For you. No. I should, I should write, I should email them and see if they can implement that feature. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day soon. Yeah. Well, looking forward to the off season in our league we have not only a prize for the winning team but we have a punishment for the last place team we've mentioned this on the show before the last place team has to make a calendar to distribute to the rest of the league have you thought through your calendar ideas yet um i've given it a great amount of thought actually uh yeah so you know there's there's a couple directions i could go with that you know you can make the very Serious calendar, make a silly calendar. GQ. Um, I think I was going to say make a scene calendar, but I think I would like to keep my job. Um, so <laughs> won't do that. Don't worry. Um, I was thinking, I don't know what the status of it is with COVID, um, but I should really check in and see if Macy's is still doing like their uh, photography sessions. Just, oh, like, like glamour shots? Yeah. It's like oh, Napoleon dude. Dynamite status. Just walk oh, in. And... Yeah. Yeah. Nice colored background, like a little, yeah. little star filter around you. Yeah. Just be like, okay, what props do you have? Bring them out. Bring them out. Yeah. See if we can get some costumes cool. involved. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's one way, you know, you can get some old photos. You could, I don't know. There, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of 
opportunity here, and I, I'm I don't think I've quite decided what direction I want to take it in. Um, oh man! See, well, what's, I what's crazy I think... to think about in this league is that this in six years this will only be the second calendar that we've received, and it's been a punishment for six years. <laughs> I know. And we just keep people will get last place and they will quit. My wife was the first person to actually do the calendar because everybody else quits when they get last place. <laughs> she knew she couldn't quit, so she just uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um the other part of the punishment is that you have to put a car magnet on of your least favorite team. I know you're kind of a nomad right now. Have you have you landed on what would be the most painful car magnet to have yet so I can mail it to you? Uh is it gonna be a how charger? Dare you, how dare you ask that follow-up question? Because now it has to happen. Um, yes, in fact, um, as we, I think we briefly discussed or talked about this a little bit before last time I saw you, but I think it have to be the Chargers. Um, yeah, I'm San Diego native, so grew up, kind of got it, got into football with uh, about 2006 with LT uh, coming on scene and oh, Philip yeah. Rivers, just that whole that whole team. Um, so yeah, big Chargers fan and yeah, them leaving was a big, a big blow. And I feel like I, yeah, I haven't really settled on the team other than just kind of following individual players. So yeah, the idea of having a Chargers uh, bumper sticker sounds pretty, probably the worst one. So <laughs> uh, you can expect one in the mail and we cannot wait to, uh, well, we can't wait. It's gonna it's be right. awesome. Want- right. Steve will be right there with you with a Packers with a Packers license plate frame on his uh oh, on good. His car because he lost our uh our lost our, our, our wager our players. Wager players. Uh-huh. Uh, Jared Goff's injury really hosed me late in the season. <laughs> Who would have thought Derek Carr? <laughs> Derek Carr versus Jared Goff is not the bet that I wanted uh wanted to have the future of my car hinging on. Um, hmm. Alas, here we are. All right. Well, Chargers on the way. Well, uh, we've got a few questions where we just want to pick your brain on as we as we continue here. Um, and looking back at the past fantasy football season, this past season, what do you think the best move you made for one of your teams was? Was there a player you picked up that was maybe a little ahead of the curve? Did you drop a player when it maybe looked crazy to drop that player, and then it turned out that? Their, their their season was done. What what was the best move you think you made this year? Hmm. Well, I think. Well, it's, I guess it's hard to say on this league because you know I came in last, so any of the moves didn't do didn't do much, I suppose. But I think <laughs> just just on like a personal level, the best move I made was picking up Jarvis Landry. Uh-huh. Um, I yeah. <laughs> just for context, a couple years ago, you know we. I think I was just getting used to this dynasty thing. This was five um, years ago. Yeah. Five years ago, you know, you have to select your keepers. And in previous, previously, it was just a couple of keepers. Um, just, it was just the, the, the difference being between a keeper league and a dynasty league. You know, you have a couple of keepers. Well, the dynasty league, potentially all of them could be keepers, you know. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, I'll pick my four top players and then just drop everybody else. Yeah, so Jarvis Landry, uh, I was Stephen, being the wonderful commissioner he is, didn't uh, didn't give me a heads up before just yeah. running I, that I, one through. Can I give you? Can I give you? You actually, you actually kept five players that season. 
Oh, did um, I? Okay. You kept, you kept Bell. You kept Ingram. You kept Brandon Marshall. Oh, oh man. And then you kept T.Y. Hilton and D'Angelo Williams. Oh, my oh, gosh. Dude. God. D'Angelo like Williams. Into a time machine. <laughs> was that when he was still in the Panthers? It had to be. Yep. Yep. Oh man! Oh, well, this, this, oh no! By that point, he was by by that point he was on Pittsburgh. Okay. Oh my! I, okay. <laughs> I, I handcuffed at least I handcuffed somebody, but dropped Jar- Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh man! Yeah. So this is a good this is a good dynasty strategy. So that was our first season. Uh, I guess that was our second season. So it was our first season of actually having a name keepers. And like, even at that point, like, I wasn't sure, like, what's the strategy here? Do you keep all 14 players? Do you like just keep your best ones? What? So most of us in the league decided, because this was all of our first dynasty league. No one in the league had ever played in one before. And Mm -hmm. we, we end up, you know, pretty much everyone else in the league kept 13 to 14 players. And I, day of the draft, uh, I'm going like an hour beforehand, just going to like, you know, that was before I realized that you need to tell people to have men 24 hours beforehand. I had the keepers <laughs> deadline at an hour before the draft. So like, as people are showing up at my house, I'm scrambling to put together the player pool list and I'm going through all these players and I'm like, Jarvis Landry, he's, he's draftable. <laughs> what? But by that point, because it was, you know, it was an hour before the draft that everything got locked in because that's what the rules were at the time, which if you are a dynasty league commissioner, 24 hours before, at least yeah, we're going Do through a favor. everyone had already come in with their draft board set. That was basically like composed of rookies. So I ended up walking away from that draft. I didn't draft a rookie until like the fourth round. Yeah. Just picking up my leftovers. Picking through the ashes of Phil's team. Yeah, I. Which I mean, were, uh, but he's but, sorry. Go ahead. There were some good rookies that season. I mean, like Michael Thomas, Dak Prescott, uh, Amir Abdullah that season. Derek Henry was that season. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Jared Goff, I think was a was a rookie that season. Like, yeah, there were there were a lot of good rookies that season. And I'm looking at some of these first picks. It's like some of these guys that went in the first round, it was like that that doesn't seem right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, was uh was one of them uh I'm trying to remember was it the Seahawks? Who did I just drop? The Seahawks running back. Uh, Rashad, Rashad Penny. Perryman. Yeah. Was that was that the year I drafted Rashad Penny? No. No, that was um that was a couple years later. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a little bit afterwards. That was the uh, that was the speaking of, speaking of drafts that don't make sense anymore. Uh huh. Well, um, <laughs> my my wife was also drafting in that league, and she was deciding between Rashad Penny and Royce Freeman with her first pick. And <laughs> I I tried to talk her into Rashad Penny, and she decided to go with Royce Freeman instead. And it turns out both picks were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's lose lose. Right there. Well, what about the worst move you made this season? What move is keeping you up at night thinking about the uh, the the absolute worst decision you made? A player you passed up on, or a player that you you picked up? Did you trade away a player that you wish you hadn't? Well, besides missing the draft, uh, probably the worst move. Um, I think (laughs) the worst. (laughs) 
I was looking back at some of my earlier team or like team composition on earlier weeks. <laughs> I saw Adrian Peterson's name for whatever reason. Did you pick up Adrian <laughs> Peterson at some point? <laughs> yes. You know Why what? did I do that? I don't it's know. At the start of the season, there were a couple weeks where it kind of looked like maybe he was going to be the starting running back for Detroit. Now, in hindsight, yes. I don't really care about who the starting running back for De- Detroit is. I mean, uh, how long has it been since they've had a 100-yard rusher? Is that streak still alive? Probably. There, there's, I'm not sure if it still is, but there was a point not too long ago where it was like, I think, uh, a decade at least? Before, oh, no. Like the, yeah. the Lions had, had a, like a 100-yard rusher. Maybe it wasn't that long, but it was like oh a ridiculously God. long time of like no under pressure. I, like I was like, that. oh, maybe Adrian Peterson will do it. No, nope. I like that as I put this in, it, it comes up as one of the top questions on Google. <laughs> you have a Carry first running game. Was the last one. Okay, he's like so 2018, but he was the first player to do that since Reggie Bush. Wow. That's what, okay. That's the stretch I'm thinking of. The five yeah. year stretch. Yeah, five year stretch from Reggie Bush oh, to carry on Johnson. Wow, 2013 to 2018. Oh my gosh, good old Detroit. Uh, yeah. Well, so I mean, Adrian Peterson. That's not a terrible pickup. It's not a good pickup. <laughs> so speaking not. of people that are like worse than you remember them being. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, he's still, like, a backup, but, you know, he's like Adrian Peterson, and there's a chance, and there was a chance, that he'll get a starting position for at least a couple weeks, so I'll yeah. pick him up. And, like, and, uh, he got 23 touches. In, yeah, I think know, that's about when I picked him up. Yeah, week three, he had 23 touches, and then it, it kind of went down from there. But it, uh, I'm going to, that's, it's not a good pickup. But he finished as the forty-first running back, which is like <laughs> that's that's starting material right he, there. He Not outside the top Yes, he kind of falls into that category. If if all of your running backs are hurt, <clears throat> maybe maybe you start him every once in a while. I mean, I think yeah, that was probably around the time when I was like, I need just a warm body to like. Yeah, yeah. Right when three Cohen went down. Yeah. Well, and this was also the year that we expanded. We went to a two flex uh, or a three flex position team and dropped defenses and kickers. So, like, I mean, there there were there were a lot of times that I I I fully was debating on like picking up Adrian Peterson at one point um, because like like you like you at some points I just needed a warm body <laughs> to uh-huh. try and get me some yeah. points. If this person is going to be wearing a uniform with permission on an NFL field, he <laughs> has a place on my roster. Well, what would yeah, you I say is your is your biggest highlight from this season? Uh, this doesn't have to be fantasy football related, just in general of the things that happened in the NFL world this season as it relates to your life. What was a highlight that you had? Um, I would have to say Philip Rivers making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, just being, yeah. being an ex Charger fan, um, it was really uh it's really nice to see Philip Rivers finally have some success elsewhere and to yeah. just be able to say, you know what? 
those problems were not Philip Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> that was not it was not his doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really. I tried to tune into as many Colts games as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super fun to watch. Kind of weird to see him in a new, new uniform, but also kind of nice. I felt like I was able to like actually fully root for him and not yeah. be kind of torn and yeah. like wanting him to do well, but also not wanting the Chargers to do well. So yeah, amen. So the day we're recording this is the day that Philip Rivers has officially announced his retirement. Did you read his retirement announcement? I did not. Believe it or not, I did not know that. I just found that out 10 seconds ago when you said that. Well, you've, uh, you've, most, you've been at work today. Philip Rivers uh, retirement statement that I think anybody could have imagined. Go, go wearing it. a polo tie? Uh, well, it it was written. It was written. I wish I wish there was a bolo tie involved. I'm sure he was wearing one when he wrote it. But he even brings up like, you know, thanks to the refs for putting up with all my fussing. But dad got it. I think I was right most of the time. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just great. Like, what a class act of a player. Like, what a good career. You're right. Like, as yeah. grown one who also grew up a Chargers fan, it was it was so hard to watch the LA chargers play because you have just this innate Philip rivers is my favorite player to ever play the game. And you're, you're like torn between, I don't want to see Dean Spanos win another game, but I love Philip rivers. And that's such a hard spot to be in seeing him root, go for another. I, I was rooting for the Colts this season. It was so fun to watch him play in the playoffs again. Oh yeah. And they were, they were pretty good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And yeah. man, reading that retirement announcement—if you don't get a little emotional, you are not from San Diego. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will look that up right after this. That is. That well, is looking at looking at players that that maybe had a a coming of age moment this season. Who are you most excited for going into next season from a fantasy perspective? If you're if you're in a redraft league, who who's the guy that you're you're highlighting on your draft sheet to make sure that you get ahead of of everyone else in your league? Well, I uh, I may have checked in on Josh Gordon to see if he's still available. <laughs> uh, Turns out he's been resuspended, so uh, um, not him. Suspension will be ended. Yeah, I mean, hey, well, speaking of people I've had for a long time, you know, Le'Veon Bell, I think was one of the originals, and Josh Gordon was also up there. So I, I was, yeah, I was checking in on him to see, you know, maybe I'll draft him and draft him again. But uh, now he's um, nope. resuspended. But um, <laughs> I, I. Uh, I guess the easy the easy thing to say would be Devonta Smith. I mean, a wide receiver winning Heisman doesn't happen very often, so it's certainly mm-hmm. go high on any draft board. Um, but just looking at my just as far as roster composition goes, I already have a number of wide receivers. Not that they're great, but just from a numbers perspective, I am in need of running backs. So. Um, I do do a little more research on who's available. I know was it the Clemson guy, the Travis. Travis Okay, I was like, I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Um, yeah, he'd probably be up there, or um, Najee Harris from Alabama as well. So I'm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where teams they end up on. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are some 
those are some rookies that are really exciting to watch. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see where ETN goes. I, uh, yeah, we'll see. A lot of the I, the 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 draft predictions, which obviously no one really knows what they're talking about, that I've seen have been so all over the place with him. I've seen him going as early as like top fifteen and as late as like the last pick in the first round. Wow. Uh, I mean, you never know. Super fun. So those are some rookies that you have your eye on. That's going to be uh, really exciting to see. Is there a, a veteran player that broke out this season that you uh, you're excited to see take another step next season? Um, on my team? No, just in general <laughs> in, in the fantasy football world. Um, you know what? I'm I'm like kind of blanking on uh, anybody at the moment. You, you know somebody everybody I mean, everybody's all taken so yeah well but somebody somebody from your team that i that i think i'm i'm excited to see kind of what he can do is laviska chenault mm-hmm. because if he if he gets a if he gets a solid quarterback coming into that coming into that uh offense mm-hmm. i think he could have a much i think he could trevor I lawrence I think <clears throat> this guy is the limit for him um with just his talent um, so I, I, I like that you have Chenault there because I think we saw bursts of, of his, of his um, power this season. Mm-hmm. I think he just needs a better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. <laughs> By all accounts, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be a better quarterback than Gardner yep. Minshew. Hmm, yeah. I don't know about that. No one we'll has the Ryan Leaf treatment. <laughs> yeah, I was had high hopes for Chenault, but uh, yeah, definitely held, was held back by a Minshew, and then I'm forgetting who played, who filled in for Minshew. I kind of stopped keeping track of the Jaguars after uh, <laughs> after that. It wasn't Gabbert. Who was it? Um, honestly, like his name has just escaped yeah. me. I don't um, think anybody can fault us for not knowing the backup quarterback of the Jaguars. It, off we the top we talked about him on the show, and the name is on the tip of my tongue. And I am pulling it up right now, and it was Jake Lutton. Okay, oh, I mean Lutton and Glennon. Yeah, it was Lutton and Glennon. Glennon played. Right. Glennon played for a couple weeks there while <laughs> Minshew yeah. was hurt. Yeah, and then Glennon got hurt, and then Lutton, Lutton took over. Yeah, and, and Glennon finished out the year after after Lutton was terrible. It was just. Trevor Lawrence is better than those three guys, and I'm willing to say that confidently. And I'm yep. I'm willing to be wrong on that one, you know. Well, before I think you, we, I think you have a good chance again be right on that one. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a hashtag analysis. Uh, before we let you go, Phil, um, one of the topics we wanted to cover with you because this is something that you have a lot of opinions on are the what if players in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the guys that. I think never really lived up to their potential that maybe had a whole bunch of talent, maybe showed flashes of greatness. And then for various reasons, we just never got to see that. Who do you think Phil are some of the, some of the biggest, what if guys over the history of fantasy football? Hmm. Well, I mentioned uh, Josh Gordon a few minutes ago and I, I am i uh, I'll die on that Hill. I'll say Josh Gordon is, one of the biggest what ifs um, in football or in the, yeah. And the NFL yeah. just, 
so many so much talent like like he I picked him up off waivers. I think it was 2014 was his breakout season. Even back then, he was suspended the first two games. And yet on a 14-game season, he led the league in receiving by about three or 400 yards. He had like 1,600 yards receiving or something, I think. 146 yards, nine touchdowns. He got targeted. Are you ready for it? A hundred and fifty-nine yeah. times oh in gosh. fourteen games. In fourteen games, he got targeted one hundred and fifty-nine times. Eighty-seven receptions. He was averaging almost nineteen yards a reception. That now, was just unbelievable. And this was on the wasn't this like the terrible Browns team too? Yeah, it's like he had like ten quarterbacks that season. I don't yeah. think they was that when they went winless or they win one game. Uh, they. I think that winless <laughs> season was 2015. Yeah. Let's see. Twenty. It was the 2013 Browns season. They went 4-12. and 12. Yeah. So for him it, to be able to put up those kind of numbers with that quarterback situation on that team, um, it's just – and on a shortened season, it's just truly – I've just – I guess I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, um, are, and are I you, haven't seen anything since. No, no. Are you ready for the quarterbacks that were throwing him the ball? Yes. <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna remember three out of these four names. Oh, one of these quarterbacks only attempted one pass, um, so I'm just gonna leave him off, off the list. Okay. Um, but Jason Campbell. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I forgot about Brandon. Him. Yeah, Brandon Whedon. Oh goodness. And Brian Hoyer. Campbell played nine games. Whedon played Hoyer the destroyer. eight. Yeah. Hoyer's and the best name. Hoyer played three. Yeah. <laughs> right? But those yeah. are the guys that were throwing the ball. I totally agree with you on this one. I think Josh Gordon may have been one of the most talented wide receivers to ever yeah. play football. Yeah, and we come to find out that he also did that while drunk. Like while like while he was saying he was getting high before games. Like he so like even like that is him like while um slower reaction time yeah using substances like i like to just imagine like those physical gifts and that talent and what what uh well what could have been is really a very intriguing question to me and yeah i've i've uh i had him on my like i think i i'm not sure if i won that season i think he he helped me win a, a championship or two um either in this league or in other leagues as well i had him i just drafted him basically every year since then yeah just kind of in hopes that he would uh he would be able to play football again you you selected him as a keeper in our league uh post 2017 going into the 2018 season Uh and it was up until this season that you had been holding out for him um and it's he he's one of those he's one of those players that like is such a like it's such a like a sad story because he has such the talent and the football iq to be successful in the league but the off-field issues keep like bringing him down um and we saw at a couple of points this season like he was very close to coming back um but then like just personal things got into the way again um and unfortunately he's found his way back to be indefinitely suspended and it and it sucks 
because I think he has actually, once he got out of Cleveland, I think he, the best opportunity for him to get to get back into the in onto the field with New England and Seattle have mm-hmm. come to him, and I I love that the likes of Seattle is behind him in trying to get him help and get him help get him treated back onto the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like the, mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on in his personal life, like you feel for because he has the talent to, I believe, be like a top 20 wide receiver every year and yeah. could have potentially been a Hall of Famer somewhere yeah. down the road. But the off field issues just have been so such a such a such a detriment uh, to 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 us essentially missing out on seeing a, a perennial all star. Yeah, and yeah. You just you just really feel for him, like you said, because he he could have been one of the greats. He, I'm um, I'm doing the math right now. If he had played all 14 games of that season, that that specs out to 1,881 yards. I'm looking up the record. I think Calvin Johnson record is just a little bit higher than that. Yeah. He almost made 2000. Calvin Johnson almost made 2000, didn't he? Yeah, I think it's in the 19 um uh, I got it here. 1964. Yeah. So he would have been within 100 yards of the best you know, best wide receiver season in terms of yardage. And and Johnson did that off of an extra like 50 plus targets. Yeah. Absolute. Absolute. So, yeah. Well, what about, what, what are some other players that come to mind as the other, what ifs Josh Gordon will, will forever be the guy who is maybe the best wide receiver ever that we never got to see. Um, I think just speaking of off the field issues, interrupting, uh, careers i think michael vick has got to be up there too Mm -hmm. um just with him being in in his time in atlanta whenever you saw him play he was just he was like the most athletic person on the field by Mm -hmm. a factor of 10 just like he didn't have to try it looked like he was just doing whatever he wanted um and then obviously with the the dog fighting and the the jail time and just all all of that just taking such a huge chunk out of his uh, really the prime years of his career. Um, yeah. I mean, he obviously made a comeback and there's the, the redemption arc there, which is, which is really great. Um, but it, there is that, this the missing chunk of really the prime years of his career that he uh, could have, yeah, could have been, I don't know if hall of famer would have, uh, I don't know if it would have been a hall of famer, but uh, certainly I, I wouldn't have been surprised the table there. Yeah. He redefined the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Mobile quarterbacks were kind of a thing at that point. Like you, you have guys like Steve Young, who who definitely were known for for being mobile, but no one in the way that Michael Vick was when yeah. he played. He yeah. he ran at, at his pro day. He ran a four three three forty. The quarterbacks don't run four three forties. Um, but yeah, you're totally right. And obviously, you know, he made his choices. He, he, he's paid the, the price for those choices. He, he definitely, I like that you mentioned the redemption arc because, you know, not even just what he's done on the field and winning comeback at the player of the year in 2010 and, and coming back and having some, some, some success 
um, as a player after all of that, but even just what he's done in the community afterwards mm-hmm. and really, yeah. really seeing the way that he's impacted the communities around him after such a you know horrible, horrible thing that he was a part of. Um, yeah, there's definitely a what if because he missed he missed yeah. some time. And even well, even in the public image, even as yeah. he was coming back, there's still people that will, you know, just view him with nothing but absolute rage. Mm-hmm. Um, you see yeah. where it's coming from at the and same I, time. A little, bit, a little bit of stats for you. That 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 season before his jail time and the incident, he, he was on a seven and nine Eagles or Falcons team. But he came off of his best year rushing that season. He had 123 carries for over a thousand yards, and I think he's probably the first quarterback to do that. Um, wow! At a, at that time, because I mean, back in that time, it was all pocket passers, and so mm-hmm. you kind of like coming off of a like a like a a, a middle of the road Falcons team that was actually starting to like they i think they used like they could they had they had they had a like middle of the road draft pick but i Mm -hmm. think they built very well that following season but it all got thrown off because they lost their franchise quarterback yeah um no absolutely um i have the i have the stats right here of uh michael vick and his rushing yards um there have been three seasons where a quarterback has rushed for more than a thousand yards, Michael Vick in 2006. The other two are Lamar Jackson. The last two seasons. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Well, we don't want to take up too much of your time tonight, Phil. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Before we send you off, um, I, I, I love to end these interviews with a bold prediction. So we're we're recording this the week leading up to the conference championship games. Um, can we get a bold prediction from you on who's playing in the Super Bowl this year? So we've um, got Green Bay versus Tampa, Rodgers versus Brady mm-hmm. coming up. And then obviously in the NFC Championship game, the AFC Championship game, we're looking at Chiefs Bills. Yeah. Chiefs Bills, it's going to be Josh Allen versus uh, either Chad, Chad or if if Mahomes can get healthy. Which, if the NFL was listening to Colin Coward, they would push it back a week. If, uh, that's right. That's really they what they need to do. <laughs> Clearly, that's bad TV, so they need to push the game until uh-huh. yeah, exactly. can be there. Let's push the Super Bowl back to April. Why not? What else are we doing? Um, hmm. Well, bold prediction. Brady Brady wins it all. I'm going to say Brady wins. Here we go. That's a bold prediction. Our friend Stephen Wysong, who came on the show uh, as well, would like that prediction. Brady Brady proves that he doesn't need that he doesn't need Bill Belichick to win a Super Bowl. I like. Uh huh. Yeah, he's got that chip on his shoulder, and um, Aaron Rodgers also has a career that is built on being really good until NFC Championship games. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, no, it's true. Hey. Yeah, I mean he's ice cold vein, ice cold water in his veins. I think the goat will prove to be the goat once again. So the one, the one like thing of solace that I'm hanging on to because I do think, and uh, any conversation I've had this week about the Super Bowl, uh, I have to qualify it by saying I do think the Packers are the best team in the league this year. Um, I think they have overall the best offense, but but 
I I think that the Bucks match up really well against them. They demolished yeah. them earlier this season, and it was so fun to watch. Um, and then I like the way that the Bills match up with with the Packers. I don't love the way the Chiefs match up with the match up with the Packers. I think yeah. we're just going to get a shootout if it's Chiefs Packers. If Mahomes is even playing, yeah, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a repeat of the Nick Foles Tom Brady Super Bowl where just like there's one punt all game, and that, that to me that's not as fun to watch. It's fun watching points, but uh, we don't need to see that again. I, don't I, need a six touchdown game. Yeah, I would love to see Tom Brady versus Josh Allen. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers lose to Josh Allen. We may get it. We may uh, get it. Let's hope so. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for thanks playing for having me. football with us. Um, I, I, I'm going to ask you for some closing advice, but I assume it's just going to be show up to your draft. <laughs> I think the biggest one is to show up to your draft, be it, uh, you know, I think we've all gotten pretty good at uh, Zoom and probably accessing our Google accounts uh, this mm-hmm. year. So yeah. that shouldn't be an issue in the future. So, yeah, attend your drafts. Amen. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Thank you. Well, what a treat it was to have those guys on the show with us. We had Steven, we had Chris, we had Phil. Um and that's what we have for season one. Grant, do you have any any closing thoughts to end the season on at the end of season one here? You know, I I mean, this was fun. It was great. Um, it was a great opportunity for you and I to uh, finally, for the first time in three years of talking about doing a podcast together, um, actually get this podcast together. Bro, we've been talking about this for like six years. Yeah, I know. Well, But we like really didn't like really fully like commit to like doing it until like three years ago we we always like the first three years we like we we just talked about how cool it would be but then the last three years we were like oh yeah we should do it we should do it we're gonna do it and then we never did it but that's true big thanks to steven for for pushing us uh mm-hmm. steven wise song our good yeah. friend um but it's it's been this was a great season i'm looking forward to doing it again with you next year um we're gonna have some great content coming this off season um i think we're we're gonna put together a little episode um very early on in this off season to uh make see if, see if we could be ridiculous fools um, with some of the takes that we're gonna have about off-season movement or be pure magical geniuses with the calls that we make oh absolutely i prefer to uh take the colin coward mentality where uh you just say <laughs> something that's absolutely <laughs> insane and then, you know, once in every 35 to 40 times, you accidentally get one right and you get to play that clip over and over and go, see, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we um, well, I think I, I was the I was the beneficiary of that this season uh, with our with our bets this year, um, because I believe Travis, gonna, why did you let me down, man? <laughs> which I believe you're going to be thoroughly enjoying a uh, lovely Green Bay Packers uh License plate frame. I might have to burn my car when I'm done with that. Uh, Well, um, if you have any ideas for topics that you would like to hear covered in the off season, feel free to shoot us an email, reach out to us on Twitter, text us if you've got our numbers. Uh, We're going to be doing a handful of off season episodes. Don't expect one every week, but we will be uh, as different things happen in the NFL. We're going to do our best to, 
kind of react and and give some analysis as it leads up to the fantasy football season. And then, of course, as it gets closer to the fantasy football season coming up, we will have plenty of content coming your way about setting up a league draft analysis. Uh, once the NFL draft happens, we're going to do an episode where we will break down some of the uh, some of the implications of that draft once we know where everybody is going make some bold predictions about how many touchdowns Trevor Lawrence is going to throw and, and all that fun stuff yeah that should be good um, definitely looking forward to the draft um, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see some of the names that have already committed to the NFL draft but what other names are going to be coming out um, towards it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see too, because it's not, they're not doing a conventional combine this year. So it's going to be, uh, you're not going to be able to see everybody in Indy getting their stats together, putting, putting on a show for all of us. So it's going to be a lot harder to find some of that information, but I'm sure you and I'll have some way too early season rankings here, um, over the next month or two, um, that I'm sure you and I will disagree heavily in some places mm -hmm. on. Maybe the return of Travis Fulgham. We'll not see. If, not if the Eagles can't figure out an offense. That's true. Well, thanks for sticking with us all season, and we will be back in the coming weeks. And I hope you have a great off season and uh, have a great time watching the Super Bowl.